Radio advertising is good. Why should you advertise on the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340? Well, it's simple. We are a local radio station with local shows that target our local communities and local listeners. We have a variety of shows that cover a multitude of informative and interesting topics, such as automotive and boating, real estate and finance, health and medical, politics and law, sports and fishing, pet care, and more. Why, we are even home to Imus in the Morning. We also have shows about comedy, food and dining, religion, fashion, local community events and activities and a variety of music. Talk radio provides a listening format that appeals to a large cross-section of people. Whether you are in your car, at work, at home, everyone has a radio. And we are streamed live on the Internet. And past shows are podcasted so you, the listener, can play back your favorite shows over and over again. The possibilities are endless. So that, my listeners, is why you should advertise on the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72 plus another nine-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Bristol! Ah! Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hey, listeners, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Welcome on this, uh, I guess you call this a couple days before New Year's Eve. Hey, Lee, how you doing? Pretty well, Robert. Thanks for asking, man. How are yeah. you doing? Okay, okay. You got anything, got any big plans for uh, New Year's Eve? Um, no, I mean, I'm going to be, uh, since you, no, no, I don't. So you're not going up There's in Michigan any... to the cold country to do some snow skiing, snowboarding, doing... or anything like that? I'm doing absolutely nothing. Absolutely. Well, you can always. Naughty Nancy's is having a big New Year's Eve party, by the way. Really? Yeah. Don't forget, everybody. It's Wednesday night. Uh, I was always going. I was always going to say it's it's test and tune night at Naughty Nancy's. Actually, test and tune your guitar instruments. You know. But anyway, it's uh, yeah. It's open mic night at Naughty Nancy's tonight, and uh, so everybody, you know, that's where we all. Naughty Nancy's is 
right next door. The stones throw away. Yeah, it's right over here. You have to be able to throw a stone pretty far. I, 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 I think you could hit naughty Nancy's from here. I think with a big would, rock. Yeah, or, or a handful of gravel out of the parking lot. I don't know about the gravel. But. You know about the gravel? <laughs> anyway, where's Naughty Nancy's? She's located at what? 700 Eldridge. Because yeah. we're at 706. It's on the same block as the station. Yeah, right on the trail. So, you know, if you guys want to come on down to the radio station, we're at 706 Myrtle, on, North Myrtle on, Avenue. On the Pinellas Trail. And she's on the Pinellas Trail. What did I we're say? The Pinellas Trail. Well, you said the trail. The trail, Pinellas Trail? Okay. Yeah. Then that used to be a rail, rail, it used to be a rail track there at one time. That's my guess, yeah, yeah, that it was. All right, now it's a real popular trail, a great place to ride a bike and stop off at Naughty Nancy's and grab a bite and drink and hang out with the crowd. So, and, uh, you know, when bicyclists leave Naughty Nancy's, they're wobbling on the bike. On the trail. Like, on the trail. On the trail. So they're somewhat okay, I, I don't guess. think you get a DUI on that trail, can you? Uh, you never know. Yeah, anything's possible anywhere at time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one thing people don't point out is Naughty is spelled as in nautical, N-A-U-T-I. Mm-hmm. N-A-U-T-I. Well, that's kind of like... In nautical. Exactly. That's why if I said... If you're going to Google it. If you're going to Google it. Yeah, that's why I always say it's not a story about a bad girl. It's a great well, place yeah, to eat. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is? Well, yeah, that's true. She could be. She could be when she wants to be. But anyway, okay. Hey, uh, you know, for you listeners out there, you know, this is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we talk about cars, and we've had some pretty cool... It's been a pretty cool... Uh, what do we have? About an eight-month run here so far. All right, Lee? Yeah, you're hanging in there, man. And uh, I want to thank you for, for, for doing a fine job there or helping me produce the show and everything like that. So uh, <laughs> I want to say thanks to a lot of the guests that would come on without mentioning them personally. I just want to say thanks to everybody and all the people involved. I want to thank thanks, thanks to my uh, sponsors. Special thanks to all my listeners. Uh, you. <laughs> You've been, yeah, to our listener. Thank you very much. To our much. listener and, and uh, all of our listeners. You've been doing a great job on it. You've been getting some really good guests lately. So yeah. you're really ramping, ramping this thing up. Oh, wait till you hear. I got Dave Despain. For all you guys, I got Dave Despain coming on next Wednesday. I got uh, Brian Fuller, who's uh, one of the new guys on uh, Two Guys Garage. I've got Peter Schutz coming on. He is the former president of Porsche. Not Porsche cars of North America. We're talking Porsche, the factory that built and produced Porsche automobiles. Yes, I'm biased, but they are, you know, probably the finest automobiles. Which actually is my segue now to kind of what I did this afternoon. This afternoon, I actually went over to visit our friends at Reeves Volkswagen. And I had an opportunity to test drive the new 2011 Volkswagen Touareg. So before I get into that, uh, what do we got on the turntable? We got any turntables or tape decks or anything working tonight? Yeah, I bring you know, all... the last turntable that I saw here was about three years ago, and that disappeared. Did it? It just disavanished. Yes. Which is, uh, brings us to our first song. It's from the. Um, uh, it's from the, from, movie. From, from, from the movie called Vanishing Point. Yeah, for all you guys out it's there, a... this is one of the songs from the soundtrack Vanishing Point. What's the name of it, Lee? It's called Super Soul Theme. So this is like the theme to the movie, I, one, I'm one assuming. Of, one of the songs in the... Like, oh, yeah, one of the not? songs in the... Okay. Yeah. It's just when things get real soulful. And yeah. That's when they play this. Yeah. It sounds like... It's kind of cool. It's 70s. Like during a, like a love scene in the back of a No, 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 no. No, that's a later song. Oh, no, that's this, another song we're going to play. This is while he's cruising around in the desert. Let's this is like early, you know, pre... Who are those guys who drove the Charger all the time? Oh, uh, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry? They uh, actually drove the Charger. Oh, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard. So. All right. I'm probably totally full of so. Well, let's sit this one out, and then we'll talk about it after after the song. Well, the song's all, it's already over, so it's time to go. Right. No, just kidding. <laughs> Got another minute left of this. <laughs> we should have looped it.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country, Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater. Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, manicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars with your host Robert. Does it? How many times have I said? Hundred times I've seen this. Does anybody have any idea what that is? I'll tell you what. Do you think they could Google it? You can't Google. That's what's so great about clips. You can't ask Google. What did I just hear? Okay. If anybody knows the name of that. Uh, theme song okay that's the yeah. intro to a to a cartoon show that, yeah a cartoon show that you and i used to watch when we were little kids yeah. of course you were in michigan i was in california so hey still you know it was still around but anyway in the early 60s uh give us a shot here at 727-441-3000 or email us at gulfstreamradio at gmail.com gulfstreamradio at gmail.com and i have a ten dollar gift certificate oh. too Crabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill on sparkling Clearwater Beach. There you go. So, you know, if you can figure out what that was. If you can was. figure it out was. Yeah, we'll actually have a couple more of those. So they'll, we'll be playing these continuously throughout the uh, show tonight. There was, there was a giveaway at the beginning. You knew, right? That was the giveaway at the beginning where That's it says Roadhog. Roadhog, yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Everybody knows that one, you know. I mean... Do we have to make a spectacle out of the... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hit number oh, that's two. another hit number two. Yeah, anyway. So, uh, back to... Uh, you, ever, you ever feel like that guy? Like, uh, I did coming back from Tampa today when I was over there visiting our friends at Reeves Volkswagen. Okay. Why, did you forget your glasses or something? <laughs> oh, the way you were driving? The way or? I was... No, the guys were... In the, you know what? I, I got to tell you, I lived in Europe for a number of years in the 60s and 70s, and 
slower traffic stays to the right. It is so understood over there. People know that you respect the fast lane. Fast right. lane, especially in Germany, right? Especially, in Germany. especially on the autobahn. Especially on the autobahn, because actually, you know Otherwise what? Otherwise, they're going to have to scrape you off of the. Uh now, here's the deal. And, and the last time I was over there was 1981. And in 81, I rented a um, BMW in uh, a little place called Straubing, Germany, Deutschland. And uh, I was leaving Munich, and we were, I was over there going over as an interpreter with the Porsche Club. And uh, on the way back, we left Munich, and we were on our way to Salzburg, Austria. Okay, So on the Autobahn, we blitzed the bus. The bus was doing about, oh, I don't know, 140K, 120K, which is about 70, between 70 and 80 miles an hour. We were at top clicks at 220s, maxed out. I had a BMW 525 uh, sedan, and I'm in the left lane, bearing down the interstate, bearing down the autobahn, and the guy in the far distance, the only thing I could see was like a tiny little light, just a tiny, looked like a flashlight, but it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Now, I was in the left lane, and in front of me was another car, probably, I think it was a BMW 635 or maybe some other Benz or something like that. How fast were we going again? We were doing 220, so we were probably pushing 100 kilometers. 220 kilometers, 140 miles an hour. Sweet. So our 140 maxed out, red line, you know, where to go. But, you know, German cars are designed to do that. That's right. why I'm such a big proponent of German cars. I, we, we so need that here, I think. Well, what we need is the mindset, and we need the education, and we need the attitude on the interstates. We have comparable interstates here in the United States, but we don't have the driving attitude, nor the, nor the uh, respect and obedience. You know, Pardon me? Yeah, it would be like natural selection, you know. In other words... The people couldn't hang with it would be eliminated so quickly well, but that what, it would only be the, the fast drivers would be, or well, the safe safe drivers left. Okay, well, as an example, okay, so this, this port, it turns out this car comes flying up past us. We're in the left lane. Now, the, the rule of thumb in Germany is, is if you're in the left lane and you're passing and you're the fastest car on the road, you can stay in the left lane. If you're not, you move over. There's three to four lanes on the, on the Autobahn between... Munich, which is the southern tip, is Bavaria, between Germany and Austria, and all the way up to, if you go to Bonn, which is the capital, okay? So it's like, I forget how many, it's like 400 kilometers or something like that. You can make it from one end to the other in like three hours if you go 200 miles an hour, which is acceptable on the highway in Germany. But at any rate, so this next thing, as we can visually see, make out what this car is. Now, bear in mind, I'm doing 140. This car is passing me like I'm standing still. It turns out it was a cocoa brown there's a, 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 a correct technical name for it, and I believe it's, I think it's Mocha, but I'm not sure. But it was about a 8081 930 Turbo Porsche. He passes so fast like we were standing still. Now, technically, he could have gotten a ticket for passing in the right lane because he was to the right of us. We were in the left. But we could have got sighted for obstructing traffic because we were in the fast lane. He just went, it's just blew right past us, and that was it. And then in a matter of seconds, he was gone. And everybody on the tour bus, who was probably about, a, I don't know, four or five kilometers behind us, they saw it. And, of course, they all stood up because we're all Porsche people, you know. And uh, that car just blitzed us. But the, the, the attitude, the mindset, the – what's the word I'm looking for? Is, you know, the, um, the discipline that European drivers have. First of all, you've got to be 18 years of age. Second of all, to get a driver's license in Germany or Austria, for example, you've got to be uh, – it's it's not just a matter of taking a quiz like we do over here in a little driving test and a little parallel parking and you know speed you know stay within the speed limit and a few things like that. You actually have to take a technical test, which means you've got to understand how the brake system works, how the hydraulic brake system works, how the clutch assembly works, how to change a tire, how to you know basically how to tune up your car, how to change oil. So they give you a complete and total, um, basically an, uh, 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 
like a maintenance exam that you've got to know. Then to get a driver's license over there, okay, insurance is extremely expensive, but to get a driver's, driver's license over there, it costs, I think if I remember correctly, a few hundred dollars, okay? It's not like, or, or close to a thousand. I know it was, it, I know it was very expensive. I can't remember exactly. And their driver's license isn't just a card like ours is. Theirs is like a little book, or in German we call it a heft. And it, it's like a little thing that folds over like uh, like a three-page little brief type thing. And it's got a description of where you live, da-da-da. And, and it actually has a sample of your test, your exam on there, what you passed and what you didn't t- pass. Also, you have to have a separate motorcycle license, not an endorsement like we do over here in the United States. You actually have, actual, actually have to have a license. Now, I, may, I haven't been over there in a few years, so I don't know exactly, but I'm guessing that it's pretty much the same. Now, back in the 60s, uh, in Italy, they had a thing called the Autostrada, okay? The Autostrada went from Venice all the way down to the southern part of Italy, through Rome, through Naples, all the way down to the tip, to Sicily, and uh, at that time, it was unlimited, because obviously the Italians made some of the fastest cars in the world, you know, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis. I was unaware of this. Oh, yeah. Unlimited the, speed. Unlimited on speed on the Autostrada, but this is, they did this, this was up until, I think, 71, 72, Okay, and uh, again, the road conditions that they have over there were equally as good as anywhere else in, in Germany or Austria. I mean, they had great autobahns or autostrados or highways, interstate systems and stuff like that. But, you know, the cars that they designed were designed to go fast. We were tooling along. My dad had a 59 Opel Capitan back then, and we're somewhere south of Venice. And we're on the autostrada, and I will never forget, this was in 1969, and this Mangusta blew our doors in. And the neat thing about the interstates in Europe is... They don't have, you know, like we have a little side rest area where you just go in there and you got a, a rest f- bathroom facilities and you got maybe a few soda machines and coffee machines and stuff. They actually have lodging, repair service, uh, full-blown restaurant, full-blown facilities, and, of course, lodging. And it's like every, I don't know, it might be every 100 kilometers or something like that. And then you've got small places in between. And uh, that's the way it was back then. And then I remember we were going down the auto, or the autostrada. It was like, I don't know, an hour later, my dad had to pull in and get some fuel. And there was this Mangusta sitting there. You know, and I was what? Remind me, I, that was an exotic car, right? Uh, a De Tomaso Mangusta. Yeah, De Tomaso. Yeah, okay, De Tomaso. You probably, what's most famous in this country is, is well, the one that Ford the Pan- got, the well, Pantera, right? The Pantera, right. And uh, But before that, the predecessor was the Mangusta. As a matter of fact, one of our guests that will be coming on the show actually has one. So there is one here in Largo with 8,000 miles on it that is for sale. It's not cheap, but it's an original one-owner car. Okay, it's a 1969 or 1970 Mangusta. And they came with 302 engines. On a few occasions, uh, Boss 302 might have slipped in it. And then, of course, 71, 72, and 73, 4 f- was the uh, Panteras. Yeah, this was a really bad-ass-looking... Oh, did I say that? Bad-ass-looking no, no. car. You said bad-looking car. Cool-looking um, car. Cool-looking mm-hmm. car. Uh yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, anyway, so, uh, but uh, yeah, those those were the good old days. That's when you can get away with a lot of stuff. Now, the only country left on the planet that I'm aware of where they have unlimited speed, unlimited uh, speed, you know, where there's no speed limits, is Deutschland, is Germany. So, but I will tell you, and I think I got a picture of it coming across the border from Austria on my way to Munich, and it says the suggested speed limit. Okay, is 100 kilometers, which is 60 miles an hour. That says it says the suggested, recommended, preferred speed that you drive, and that's all it says. 
no speed limits, zip, zero, not. The only time you have a speed limit is if you're coming within, let's say, 20, 30 miles of a city, and they know there's usually there's t- just tremendous uh, traffic jams over there, you know, even in the cities. The cities are, you know, a lot of those are, you know, three, 400 years old, so, you know, they got these tiny little narrow streets, and people fly through them all the time, so, you know, you can go 60 kilometers, which is, oh, let's say, 30 miles an hour, 25 to 30 miles an hour is the speed limit in town, but as you get closer and closer into town, it'll start off, it'll say, you know, Unlimited is what your speed limit is what you're doing. And all of a sudden it goes 140, 120, 100, 80, 60, 40. And they will nail you right there. I mean, they're sitting in these little unmarked BMWs, unmarked Mercedes Benzes, and they will ch- chase you. As a matter of fact, one time I got stopped, but I, I could blow them up because I had a U.S. driver's license and I played stupid. And uh, I'm kind of acting normal. But at any rate, uh, they have a little thing on the back of their cop car that flips over, kind of like in the James Bond car. And it flashes lights and it says Folgen, and Folgen means follow me. So when he pulls in front of you, when he flashes his blue lights and you hear, you know, and then the flashing thing says Folgen, okay, which is below the license plate, he gets in front of you, he leads you to some place off the road where it's safe and writes you a citation. And then you respectfully thank him and get on your way. And then speed again. You can try not to get cart. Something like that. Uh, that would be American, but oh, yeah, we, we do we have a European the, uh, one? Uh, we'll go one. I'll the, have to find that. No, no, actually in Europe they go, do, 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 do. yeah, that one. That's it. You know, like if, uh, but the, Hey, what do we got? What else is, uh, well, let me, <laughs> not for this, right? No, <laughs> I'm getting off tangent here, but that's okay. Um, Hey, you're it's, on a tangent here. We're on a tangent. Well, oh, you know get, if you're getting off tangent, then you're already on a tangent. You're going we're off on, tang- on, okay, on we're another go- tangent. Okay. Well, that's like, kind of like in the autobahn. I'm going very off. Do you the know, ra- but what's, what's, what's the other word for a tangent? Is it uh, like a contiguous or something? No. Tangent. Tangent yeah. is when you're on oh, something. Oh, that, yeah, tangent is, yeah, that's stupid. You know, so. I just wasted like 30 seconds of your time. Oh, boy. Now you, stupid. Now you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? What do we got for sound effect? We got that queued up. We've, we've, we've got uh, Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Oh, yeah. With, this is uh, cracking up. Remember good old Nick Lowe from uh, Britain. This is what I was doing on the uh, I-4 coming back from Tampa today. Oh, okay. So this song's kind of very fitting. Let's hear about this thing started. Cracking up. I'm getting ready to go. Had enough. I can't take any more. No pills. That's a can take. This is too real. And there ain't no escape It scare the daylight It make a nightmare I'm tense and I'm nervous Everybody all around me Shaking hands and saying howdy I don't think it's funny no more Cracking up Like a worn out shoe Leaking through, I run, but I find no pace. I laugh, but it's wrecking me, wrecking me. It make a shiver, it make a shake, it make a monster, just like an earthquake. Everybody having fun. I don't know how they can carry on, cause I don't think it's funny no more.
time at crack of dawn It comes upon me without warning If I were gone then I would shoot I'd tear the head out by the root I'd make a knife out of a notion All at sea in an ocean of emotion I don't think it's funny no more Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you.
That's still be okay. Batman, the batameter is functioning perfectly. All we do is follow the blip, and we're on the track. Okay, you are tuned into Batman. No, actually, you're not. You're turned into Nostalgic Radio Cards. Hey, you know, we can make that a trivia question, but uh, we already gave it away, didn't we? We just blew it. We just blew it. I mean, if you can't figure that out. <laughs> Too bad, Dan Dembski. Dan- hey, Batman at the beginning. Dan Dembski, if you're out there, give us a call. We got the Batmobile on, uh, so you can tell us about the Bat Cycle. Of course, he'll be over at Naughty Nancy. He's playing his guitar, so we'll all head on over there afterwards anyway. Anyway, hey, uh, we did a little. We just did a little recent commercial there for the Rib Shack Barbecue, and you know what? On the way back from Tampa, Lee, Bobby, and I stopped there and got our got a couple sandwiches at the uh, Smokin' Rib Shack Barbecue. But we also want to let them know, or let our listeners know, that they've got their second location open on Fort Harrison. It's one three five nine South Fort Harrison Avenue in Clearwater. Okay, their phone number is seven two seven four four two nineteen seventy seven seven two seven. 442-1977. That's actually right down the street from Morton Plant Hospital. So that's on Clover Largo Road or Fort Harrison, actually. So before you get around the bend, which is Largo, or Largo. Anyway, let me see what we were doing. Oh, yeah, we were coming back from Tampa today because we went over to visit our friends at Reeves Volkswagen. And they were kind enough to let me borrow a brand-new 2011 Volkswagen Touareg. Now, I had... A what? It's called a Volkswagen Touareg. I'll hold this up so our listeners who have how access you, to it. How our, do you spell that? Tuareg. Let's see. How do you spell that? T-O-U-A-R-E-G. That's Tuareg. Kind of a corny name, but I mean, it's kind of cool. It's actually kind of a cool car, cool name. Matter of fact, like I started to say, we own, or at one point, my wife had a 2004. We had a V8. Surprisingly, and again, yes, I am partial to German cars, but the comparable cars to a Tuareg would be obviously the BMW X5, the Mercedes M-Class, which are pretty pricey cars uh this car holds its own every bit with a bmw x5 or a mercedes m-class and is far superior to an acura mdx which is basically a honda the volvo xc90 which that's a pretty good car they're pretty decent and uh, they actually put it in the category with the gx 460 lexus but it's really not the gx um i always have an issue with these classifications on some of the cars the gx is more in line with an expedition or a uh, Tahoe or something like that. But uh, anyway, this particular Touareg had a TDI diesel six-owner, okay? And I was just amazed at how quiet this thing is. Now, I've got a diesel excursion, and that thing you can hear ah, from here to Largo, you know, when I fire that baby up. And uh, it's got a 7.3 in it. And I had another truck that had a 6, six what was that, 6.0, I think? 6.0, 6 liter, is that what it was? In? Yeah, 6 liter. And uh, that was a lot quieter. Um, the only thing I liked about, I liked a 7.3 motor better. But I like the five-speed transmission. Now, this Volkswagen has an eight-speed automatic transmission. You can get it in a V6 or a V6 turbo diesel. They've got a hybrid coming out, but I don't know much about that, so I won't say much about that. But the car comes in three variations. There's a sport, there's a luxury model, and then, of course, there's the executive luxury model. Okay, And the prices start at 44000 uh, for the sport, forty-eight and change for the luxury, and fifty-four thousand 
for the uh, executive, which has all the trick stuff. Now, surprisingly, what people probably don't realize is uh, an expedition weighs probably close to 5,000 pounds, maybe a little over 5,000. A Tahoe is probably about the same. The uh, Lexus GX 460 is probably in the same range, okay? But the Volkswagen Touareg is a smaller car, more agile, more nimble, handles and rides and drives every bit as good as a BMW, Probably better than a Mercedes, and the only reason I say that is because BMW is still a pedigree car. Volkswagen is still a pedigree car. Mercedes kind of got off track a little bit, and they kind of became uh, kind of a multi-make because when they got hooked up with uh, Chrysler, they had some crossover engineering, and um, I think that kind of uh, took Mercedes down a couple notches. So, And, of course, they've got some quality control issues. Not that Mercedes isn't a good car. They, they are a supercar. Back in the day, Mercedes was a really, really good car. In fact, my friend George, if you're listening to me, you and I both agree that the older Mercedes-Benzes were a far better car than the ones they built today. Of course, that's probably true for all the cars. However, having said that, technology-wise, the cars are far more superior, far more comfortable. Reliability, probably, yeah, okay, to a point. If you're a mechanic, that's a debatable issue because um, a lot of us are old school and we still like points, plugs, condenser, and I still use wrenches, you know, metric or standard. Um, and screwdrivers and Phillips, occasionally a Allen wrench. However, this new stuff's got all kinds of weird uh, fasteners on it. And anyway, so and this car weighs about 5,000 pounds. Now, I, was, I, take, I take that back. This 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007 body style, they were pretty much about 5,500. And the Porsche Cayenne, which shares a lot of similarities, a lot of components, which is essentially the same car, but for probably a third less, uh, and every bit as good as a Cayenne, um, in my opinion. And uh, and aesthetics, you know, it depends which, you know, it's, it all, it's all about curb appeal and eye appeal. But uh, nonetheless, the Touareg is just a sensational car. Okay, now this car is supposedly, like I said, the older ones were 5,000 pounds. This one weighs about three, 400 pounds lighter, which, you know, they, they, they shed a little weight by incorporating more aluminum components. Um, but as far as drivability, handling... Uh, it's great. The car has a four-year, 50,000-mile warranty. It has scheduled maintenance, which you can't beat that. You know, anybody that's ever owned a German car, and BMW and Volkswagen, and I'm not sure about Mercedes, but I know BMW and Volkswagen now have uh, basically scheduled maintenance that parallels the factory warranties. So that basically means that all you're doing is writing a check out for your monthly payment and your insurance and gas, and Volkswagen or yeah, Volkswagen will take care of the rest. So if you get a car that you own for the three, four years, four years and fifty thousand miles, or if you have it for the lease duration, that's a super buy. Um, now again, it's a little on the pricey side, but I encourage people to lease. And the only reason I say this: if you don't drive but ten to twelve thousand miles a year, leasing is probably the way to go. If you put a lot of miles on a the car, then it really doesn't make sense. And at that point, probably the best thing to do is to buy a pre-owned car. A certified pre-owned car, because a certified pre-owned car, whether it's, you know, pretty much most of the marks do this now, but I'll just say Porsche and Volkswagen products, or Volkswagen Porsche products, they basically take the car up to a six-year, 100,000-mile warranty. So that means for 100,000 miles and six years of ownership, you've got worry-free transportation, and it doesn't get any better than that. As far as the technology and the features and stuff like that, you know, a lot of these cars all pretty much have the same stuff. It's just a matter of preference. Um, one thing I thought was kind of cool on this one is I think navigation is standard, okay, or is built into all the car, all the Touareg, Touaregs, and then it's just a matter of whether you uh, hook it up or not. 
And then also what I thought was really cool is it had a DC. Was it DC? Is that what it was? Like you could plug your or AC plug in the back seat. So in other words, let's say, for example, you wanted to plug in a, uh, a uh, what's those things called? The, uh, converter DVD type thing? DVD player or something? Yeah. A or, converter. Yeah, converter. And then you want to run your Christmas lights on your Tuareg when you're driving laptop. down a or laptop or something like that, your charger. Yeah, you could uh, do that. So that was kind of a cool feature. I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, what, I, what, what, how would you classify this vehicle? It's an S, It's a high-end SUV. Okay, it's an SUV. It's it's on the little bit small side for SUVs, right? It's not well, a big old. It's not like an expedition or like that excursion that I drive. So basically, what you would have is you would have. It's in the same size as an Explorer, basically. If you wanted to put it in class it reminds size, reminds me of a Rav Toyota Rav Four about that size. No, no, no. It's bigger than that. It is. Okay. Yeah, it's about the size of an expedition or Explorer. Excuse me. Ford Explorer or the Chevy, whatever that thing is that they have, and then the Chrysler has a Durango or whatever, and uh, or, G- or, or Mopar or whatever it is, and um, but the, here's where I take issue with a lot of these cars: the the classification, the classes, the the classification that they put a lot of these cars in. Like they'll they'll compare, for example, like a five series BMW to a Cadillac uh, Coupe de Ville, and it's not. It's an STS class, you know. So put the cars in the right class. So a Ford Fusion is. A Ford Crown Vic, which they don't make anymore, would be the top of the line of the flagship car. Then the next size down car. So they had full-size cars, intermediate-size cars, and compact cars, and then subcompact cars. That's the way it was in the old days. Today, because of marketing, they scattered these cars in all kinds of classes. So often, unfortunately, the consumer is misled. Okay, But anyway, I highly recommend the, Tua- the Volkswagen Touareg. I can't say enough good stuff about it. Um, Safety-wise... You can't better get a better car. Like I said, you know it's got front airbags, side airbags, seat airbags, column airbags, all kinds of airbags. You've got uh, you know a car that handles great. Um, you got um, you know without going into a lot of detail, you've got an assortment of colors. You got an assortment of wheel options. You've got a hor- assortment of horsepower. Anything from uh, well, pretty much everything's in the three hundred horsepower range. The big V six, okay. The standard V six is just basically three hundred change horsepower. The big V six is pushing close to 400 horsepower, and it's supercharged, or turbocharged, excuse me. And uh, that's a pretty neat piece. But the, um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, what was I going to get rid of That's a lot of horsepower. Well, you know what, just about everything. 400 horsepower. Yeah. That's massive. That's like uh, Detroit iron from the 60s or something, like the best Detroit iron from the 60s. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. It gets better. I'll tell you, uh, you know, uh, while we're over there at Reeves, um, Volkswagen, which is also Reeves Import Motor Cars, which says Porsches, Volkswagens, Audis, Hummers. That's what else do they have? Um, Subaru and Land Rover. And uh, as a matter of fact, I used to work there back in the early 2000s. I did a little brief stint there for a while. And I think, and I got to tell you, I used to be a customer of theirs. And then one day I just got kind of like irritated and I decided to close my shop, try something different for a while. And I called up my friend over there who was a sales manager at the time. And they laughed. And after the laugh for about 10, 15 minutes, they go, you want to do what? Where? Huh? And they go, well, Robert, you can't wear a monkey suit. And I go, what do you mean a monkey suit? Well, you can't wear a suit. I said, well, I don't have to wear a suit, do I? And he says, no, but you do have to wear a tie. I said, I got to wear a noose. And he says, yeah, you got to wear a noose. So I say, a clip-on? He says, no, a real one. I said, ah. Oh. So I went over there, and I interviewed, and I worked there for a while. And it was really cool because I started out in pre-owned. But because of my product knowledge, they bounced me over to BMW. They bounced me over to Audi. They bounced me over to Porsche, which Porsche is where I hung out the most. Um, but the money was actually made in the uh, pre-owned department because pre-owned, we made a pretty decent gross on the cars, and you got a pretty decent percentage. The thing about the pre-owned cars is, is you don't have – when you're buying a new car – you have what they call invoice, okay? And I'm not going to give away a lot of trade secrets, but let's just say the car lists for fifty grand, okay? Well, a new car, whether it's Burt Smith, whether it's Reason Port Motor Cars, Fields BMW, South Point Porsche Audi, or whoever, they can all 
they've all got a certain amount of playroom play in a new vehicle. But in used cars or pre-owned, which is the term they use when you have a Highline dealership, uh, it varies because you know it's depending on what the you know how the car was traded in, what kind of money was put on the car, how much of a markup, and how 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 much they want to negotiate on the car. So your best buy really is a one-year-old or within one-year-old. Uh, pre-owned vehicle. So in other words, as opposed to if you have the funds and you're doing leasing, buy a brand new car, obviously. And if you know if you have to have a new car. But if you don't and you're looking for a value, then pre-owned is the way to go, particularly if you can buy a certified pre-owned car, because now you get the six-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And uh, that was our biggest selling point. And at the time, our biggest seller over there, the best one, the car that had the best plan going was BMW by far. And I got to say that, now, again, not because I'm real partial to BMWs, but because in terms of the cars that are on the market, that is the car that sets the standards. As a matter of fact, look at a Lexus 460. I'm doing an appraisal on one right now, diminished value report on a damaged car. Looks just like a 7 Series BMW. You look at their 5 Series cars, you know, their mid-sized cars that everybody makes. They copy BMW, and before they used to copy Mercedes. So BMW is the car that sets the standard. But if you don't want to sit there and pay the money for a BMW, the next best thing is a Volkswagen. And a Volkswagen, das Auto, of course, is the best bang for the buck. So if you go over to Reeves Volkswagen, be sure and see our friends over there, and particularly Sandra Narciso. Okay, she's a sales associate over there at Volkswagen. That's Sandra Narciso over at Reeves Volkswagen. Okay. Now, here's the best part of the, the, the whole day. At the time when we were cruising out the parking lot, I decided to diddy bop through uh, the uh, Porsche part department. So here's a whole bunch of really cool-looking 911s, 930 GT3s, and all this other cool stuff, right? Well, a real good friend of mine that works there is Dean King. Dean, I'm going to give you a plug, okay? Dean happens to be friends with John Force, okay? Dean's an old drag racer from the good old days. And I was over there trying to pester him to see if he could hook me up with John Force because I would love to have John Force. He just won his 15th championship in Top Fuel, okay? His daughter Ashley races, Brittany races, and Courtney races, okay? So if I, as soon as I mention John Force, everybody on the planet will know who that is, you know? So, uh... That name is, is, is recognizable just like, uh, you know, if you say Bobby Rahal or somebody like that. So anyway, while we were there, we were talking a little bit, and we got on the subject about Porsches. And then he let me take out a brand-new 2011 Porsche 911. It's actually a 997 is the new designation. Uh, Porsche Carrera 911S or 997S. So we took that thing out. Now, I'm not an automatic fan. I'm a stick shift kind of guy. But this has got this new, what was it called, PK? PDK transmission. Okay, this is the that something that Porsche engineered. I mean, this is so far advanced, this is unbelievable. And uh, so as we're leaving uh, the dealership and we get over to, and hopefully nobody will get in trouble for this, but obviously when you test drive a Porsche, you just don't go 40, 50 miles an hour. You have to go whatever the limit is, you know, whatever the car will attain. That's what sells a Porsche is speed. You're selling speed. You're selling quality. You're selling performance. And I'm sorry, guys, Porsche's got it hands down, you know. Ferraris are cool. Corvettes are cool. But when you look at the test results... ZR1, doesn't hold a candle. The Enzos, don't hold a candle. They're Maserati, the M, whatever the thing is. Sorry, guys, Porsche's it. The, the new Porsche 911 Turbo, twin turbo, okay? Get this, Lee. Think about this for a second. It's 550-plus horsepower. Zero to 60, test road and track and car and driver. Two, between 2.6 and 2.8. Zero to 60, 2.6 seconds, 2.8 seconds. The closest Corvette is under four. That's a full second faster. Now think about that. Two point, you don't have a, ta- you don't have a chance to blink. That's a, between 10 and 11 seconds in the quarter mile in a streetcar. Actually, probably closer to 10. That's mind-boggling. The car that I drove was four seconds, zero to 60 times. Did you, did you 
Did do, I let it do eat? a four second zero to sixty? You either? bet. I took it out there, and they have an on ramp when you turn left on Fletcher on Fowler when you go yeah. into the interstate. What, that, what did that feel like? Well, I know Bobby was in the, Bobby was stuffed in the back seat. Dean was in the passenger seat. He probably I, started out in the front seat, ended up in the back. No, I'm no, we kidding. we strapped him in the back for sure. You know, for yeah. ballast actually. You know, and I let that thing. And he goes, well, make sure you touch it at the top of the pedal because when you touch it at the top of the pedal, he took he hit this little switch and it kind of like basically takes off the uh, uh, it puts it in basically sport mode. That thing literally launched. It went kabam, kabam, and every time it shift, okay, there was no. No hesitation, and every between every shift it accelerated. It went kaboom, and it just took off kaboom, and it just took off. And then right when I got and I it was a matter of seconds, and then I had to hit the binders real quick, the brakes before I got on the interstate, because just in case there was a cop coming up there, I don't want to get a ticket because that's happened before. What did, what did you get up to on the on the uh, over hundred? <laughs> on the entrance ramp. Over 100. That's like insane. But I don't think Bobby blinked. He was sitting back there. He goes, wow, wow. All I did is I turned around and what looked at What was Bobby thinking? I mean, just, he just had this grin. He looked like the Joker. You know how the Joker has this grin yeah. from ear to ear? It was just amazing. It's because of the G-forces, right? Yeah. Pulling his, yeah. pulling his cheeks back or now, whatever? Exactly. Now, Dean, no, who's kidding. riding with me, is a drag racer. So, you know, he's used to... What about, but, but did, did you... What what what, uh, what what about traction? I mean, do, I, do you the, have to moderate it so the nothing, wheels won't spin? Nothing, nothing. It's got all that stuff built in. It's all that stuff is in there. It's what they call uh, it launch control and some other all kinds of. It's kind of an anti. It didn't break loose. Thing? It just hooked and went. And the thing that, like I said, I just cannot get over the fact that every time it shifted, there was no hesitation. It just hit the gear and pulled. Hit the next gear, pulled. Hit the next gear, pulled. And it was wow. just amazing. So then I get it up the interstate, and I'm just diddy-bopping well, What did it feel like to you when you're driving? Is it, is it shocking to accelerate that quickly? No. But, well, see, the driver doesn't feel it, because the driver's always hanging on to the steering wheel. Okay. You know, that's what people don't realize. We, as, you, we as the drivers... You got something to hang on to. I got something to hang Nobody on to. Nobody else does, so they, no. they don't so have the, that feeling of control. They're, they're slinging around in the car, right. So then we went off. We came around the interstate, made a U-turn up in beers, and then I came around, and I did it again. And uh, I got on the brake, and just as I did, Tampa police car goes kind of cruising by. And Dean goes, why did you back off? And I said, Dean, that's why I backed off, okay? Having done that before and knowing that, you know, because when you're coming out, when you shoot out there, when you launch, I had a 930 over, or a uh, 993 turbo that I drove, which was 400 and some odd horsepower back when I worked in 2001, and I came off the off room. I was hitting a buck 20 by the time I got on the, on the, off the off or from Fowler to... I uh, two seventy five, and then I just kept on going. And then when I got past beers, I just let it go. Now, the dealership said you got to get familiar with the product. You got to take it out. You got to <laughs> test it. You got to drive it. So I did exactly what I was instructed to do. Had I gotten stopped, I would have probably said, "Well, gee whiz, Mister Officer, I work for Reese Import Motorcars." Although they temp- actually, we did a demo a long time ago, twenty years ago. Me and Gary Gordon, we did a demo rod. Actually, more than that, it was like thirty years ago. We did a turbo nine thirty. We went so fast up I seventy five. The temp, the dealer plate, blew off the back of the car. When we got back to the dealership, they're on with a magnet. It wasn't on the back of the car. It was somewhere on I-75. <laughs> and, uh, and then another friend of mine that had uh, um, uh, Robert Kimpton. I can mention his name because he is now has uh, Kimpton Roverland over there. So if you guys have rovers out there, give my friend Robert Kimpton over at Roverland a call. But Robert was in a really cool car. Now, he had a Lamborghini Countach, and he had a Jalpa. Well, back in the late 80s, early 80s, he had a Countach that was tricked out. Well, I had a 78 930 that was tricked out. So we're at one of those Reeves wine and cheese parties, and it was me and Gary and Kempton, and somebody sits there and says, hey, you guys had a race. And I go, yeah, we had a race. And then everybody else goes, yeah, you guys had a race. So it's kind of like, you ever see the movie Gumball Rally, where they go, gumball, and the next guy goes, gumball, and the next guy goes, gumball. And then pretty soon, everybody just kind of quietly walks over to their cars, you know, whether they're Ferraris, Porsches, Cobras, or whatever, you know, 
gets in the cars, starts the car up, and then it becomes an all-out cross-country race from New York to California. Which... I read I read the uh, the Playboy article when back in the seventies when they, when they had the first race. Well, that's a true story. See the shining sea, gumball yeah. rally, or whatever. Yeah, it was. that's true. And there's a movie yeah. based on it. Matter of fact, right, Dave, right, they did a movie. Yeah, Dave Hines in Tampa used to be the Jaguar dealership, British car dealer in Tampa. He used to run that race all the time. And uh, but anyway, so we raced. So him and I took off up seventy five. At 180. Now, mind you, this Countach was fast, but my turbo was tricked out. At 180, I was passing him. Very slowly, but I was passing. So I want that for the record to be known, that I passed a Countach at 180, okay? And he was looking at me like, what the, you know? And at this, now mind you, we're going up the interstate, and on the other side of the road, some guys pulled over by FHP, and the guy points to us, and we just went blitzing down the road. When we got up to 52, uh, Robert goes, see ya. So he went one direction. I went the, That's the first thing you do is if you get caught racing, you got to split. We used to do that when we street race Where all the time. Where were you racing, if I may Up I-75. Okay, in, in Florida. In Florida, yeah, just outside is of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, you know what? Back in the day. At not in the middle of the night or what? Broad daylight, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Back in the old days, you could street race, and it didn't matter. Somebody would go one direction. We, this would happen on Golf the Bay. you go, boom, and then the other guy would go, boom. And then next thing you know, one of the two cars would turn around. You'd try to find some lonely little obscure road. And then, you know, you'd look around, a little left, a little right, you know, a little boom, a little boom. You get side by side. And then basically, based on a flinch, you let it eat. Hopefully, you beat the guy off the line. And then, phew. And usually, you know, and when you street raced, nobody really set up a quarter mile. You just raced till you passed the guy. So, like, when did you shift, Robert? I shift when I passed him. Of course, you know, hopefully you didn't blow the engine up in the process. But that's kind of the way it worked back then. But, uh, hey, did I get off tangent again? Well, you know what? I haven't really taken the time to really tell any stories on the radio show here. I know, so, and this is kind of it. Yeah, you I know, kinda... I, was, I was a Hellraiser back then. I mean, you know, well, I shouldn't say Hellraiser, but I mean, I was really in the cars. I eat, sleep. What do we got going on? This is the romper room thing that you wanted. Is it? Yeah, it's Miss Nancy is saying goodbye already. Already? Wait a minute. Is that time? Yeah, we've got like three minutes left in the show, and we still have to play break on not the whole thing. You're kidding. And the Kotakis. The time went by that fast. Yeah, so you're having a fun time talking about. Finally, you're talking about some. You're talking about yourself, and time flies when you're doing that, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to be. Uh, I mean, you know, s- talk about myself. Well, well I had no know, guests no, tonight. You were just so. talking about yourself, but well, just talking about stuff in general. This but anyway, pretty good show, actually. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody I, for tuning I, in, I, listening I, this I year. Thing for Miss Nancy, you know. Did, you do. Big time. Yeah, did. You did. Yeah, back in the day. You well, know, I was doing spinning, spinning wheel there. Uh huh. Is she getting to the? Is little? Is she doing the little mirror thing yet? She was a second ago, but... Was that the beginning of the show? She does it again at the end. Oh, I'm waiting here. I better cue this up. Well, anyway, while, I'm t- while, I have, while I have a chance, I want to thank everybody for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I assure you guys I'm going to have some really, really cool guests. I've got Dave Despain coming on next week. I've got Peter Schutz, the former president of Porsche. I've got Bill Warner coming on. He's going to be coming on right about uh, the time of the Amelia Island thing. I've got another surprise guest coming on before the Daytona 24-hour race. I've got another surprise guest coming on before the Daytona 500. He was a big NASCAR guy. I've got... Uh, Jeez, I got a whole bunch of guys. I got another guy coming on before the St. Pete Grand Prix. Some really cool stuff. So everybody stay tuned to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure to check out our Facebook page. Check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, hopefully I'll see you guys at some of the shows. Matter of fact, this Sunday is Webster, so everybody show up for that. Don't forget the Devereaux Kaiser Show, the 30th of January in Sarasota. at the Sarasota Square Mall. I'll give you a list of a whole bunch of other stuff next week. And Happy New Year to everybody. Stay safe. Remember... Getting drunk, getting stoned, getting dopey, 
is for losers. Cool people are totally coherent and know what's going on. So they can talk about it the next day rather than be knee-walking, commode-hugging, hi. Now, some comedian said that. I don't remember who that was, but that was back in the 70s. I always, matter of fact, I think it was, uh, who was that? Might have been, um, can't think of it, somebody. One minute left? How's Miss Nancy doing? She got her little mirror on yet? Let's check, check in on here. Here we go. Again tomorrow in the Romper Room School. That was it. That was it. That's oh, Miss Nancy. Okay. We, All right. We, well, anyway, I want to thank out. our guests, uh, me, <laughs> and Lee, and Bobby for sitting in, and uh, thank our sponsor, uh, Reeves Import Motorcars. And, uh, hey, don't forget our new friends and sponsors, Vintage Motorsport Magazine. Be sure and subscribe to it or pick it up at Barnes & Noble and Borders. And uh, how much time we got? That's it. That's it? All right. See well, you guys. I missed the Katakis ad, I have to tell you. I shouldn't say that, really. Right? Are we still in the air? Now you have 25 seconds. Now I have 25 seconds. See if you can squeeze that in real quick. Or squeeze it in somewhere <laughs> so it looks good. Are we still Wait, on twice the next week. Are we on the air? Yes. We are. Okay. Well, anyway, hey, stay safe, everybody. Happy New Year from Nostalgic Radio and Cars.